posiblemente uh, cerraron las uh, puertas gracias Acts chapter 28 verse 1 Acts chapter 28 and verse 1 And when they were escaped, then they knew that the island was called Melida, and the barbarous people showed no little kindness, for they kindled a fire and received us every one because of the present rain and because of the cold. And when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, there came a viper out of the heat and fastened on his hand. Now, barbarians saw the venomous beast hang on his hand. They said among themselves, no doubt this man is a murderer, who, though he hath escaped the sea, yet vengeance suffereth not to live. And he shook off the beast into the fire and felt no harm. Howbeit they looked when he should have swollen or fallen down dead suddenly. But after they had looked a great while and saw no harm come to him, they changed their minds and said he was a god. In the same quarters were possessions of the chief man of the island whose name was Publius, who received us and lodged us three days courteously. And it came to pass that the father of Publius lay sick of a fever and of a bloody flux to whom Paul entered in and prayed and laid his hands on him and healed him. Uh, verse 9. So when this was done, others also which had diseases in the island came and were healed. Verse 10, last scripture. Who also honored us with many honors. And when we departed, they laded us with such things as were necessary. I want to preach to you on this subject, on this moment in Paul's ministry while he's on the way to Rome. And this happened after the storm. And that's my subject this morning, after the storm. Can you lay your Bibles down and close your eyes, lift up your hands. Let's ask God to speak. Lord Jesus, I, I thank you for your people. I thank you for the anointing that I, I feel. Uh, I thank you for the hunger that I feel. I submit to your will. I submit to your plan. Lord, I abide in the vine, O oh Lord. Without you, I can do nothing. But God, we need an encounter today, a transformational encounter. We cannot do church the same or church as ritual. We need a touch from God. God, open every heart. Lord, let, let, let open every heart. Let every heart be tender to you and your presence today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Can you clap your hands to the Lord right now? Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord after the storm. The Apostle Paul had a date with destiny. And that date with destiny was for him somehow, some way, come hell or high water, he had to get to Rome. 
for this was the beginning of his experience. He had to get to Rome. He was the persecutor. He was the one that was persecuting Christians. He was the one that was trying to destroy God's people. And he thought he was doing God's service by trying to destroy God's people. But somewhere on the road to Damascus, there was a light that shone from heaven. And Jesus speaks to him and says, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It's amazing that Saul's attention was on hurting people. And Jesus speaks and says, you're actually hurting me. It's amazing about the body of Christ, that the body of Christ, when, when we try to hurt one another, Jesus doesn't see it as you hurting another individual. He says, you are hurting me. That's why we have to be careful with God's people. We have to be careful with one another. There has to be love. There has to be tenderness. There has to be gentleness. There has to be the fruit of the Spirit. Because when we do not treat each other right, God says, you're not treating me right. And how can you love me who you haven't seen when you can't love your brother who you do see? That's the book. Everybody say, that's the book. Saul was hurting people and Jesus speaks out and says, no, you're persecuting me. You're hurting me. And, and Saul, his, his, he becomes blinded for three days and there's an experience and says, you're going to be a witness. God tells Ananias, he's going to be a witness unto the Gentiles. His destiny was to go to Rome. He had to go to Rome. The beginning of his ministry was to go to Rome. After his eyes are open and he gets baptized and receives the spirit, the Bible says straightway he went preaching the gospel in the synagogues. In one moment, one encounter with God he went from hurting people to preaching the people he went from hurting people to now healing people one encounter can change everything it can change your heart it can change your posture it can change how you see the world it can change how you see people one encounter can take you from from persecuting people to now praying for people one encounter with God can change the inner fabric of your DNA you don't have to leave here the same way that you came all you need is one touch from the master's hand and one touch from the master's hand it can change your identity he can give you a new mind he can transform you from the inside out he can pick you up out of the valley he can pick you up out of the mud he can pick you up out of the dilemma he can deliver you in a moment i've come to preach to you about a savior that anything is possible and if god be for you who can be against you because with god on your side one moment everything changes in his life but he understands his destiny he tries to preach to the Jews the Jews don't want to receive him so he says I'm washing my hands of you I'm going to the Gentiles it was his destiny to get to Rome and after this 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 incredible influence over the Gentiles and his ministry known throughout all of Asia he's on his way to Rome and he has to get there by by a, a boat and while he on the journey to Rome a storm arises isn't it amazing when God gives you a destiny when you start trying to make your way to your destiny a storm always arises 
Uh, you're trying to take steps forward and you're not trying to take any shortcuts. You're trying to get there and you're willing to do whatever it takes to get there. But on your way on that journey of that destiny, a storm arises and there's something about a storm that can take all of your attention there's something about a storm that can give your energy not no longer to your purpose your destiny your plans but now it diverts your attention to managing the weight and the struggle of a storm the storm arose and there was a wind that began to blow and everybody thought they were going to die it was so bad no one wants a storm to arise on the journey of destiny but no destiny is worth having without overcoming a storm here and there the storm is a part of the process the storm is the evidence of God's dream that he put in your life if you want to know that the dream is real then look at the storm because the storm would not arise if what God told you wasn't going to come to pass the storm wouldn't come if your destiny wasn't real. The storm arises because you're heading somewhere. And the storm comes to try to sabotage your best efforts, to try to sabotage your vision, get you focusing on managing conflict instead of managing the dream. Get you focused on managing the past instead of putting your energy and weight into the future. The storm is a part of the process because on the journey of destiny, the storm, it, it allows you to take some certain things off of your ship. He was on the ship to, de to destiny, but on that ship, while the storm arose, they started realizing that they were carrying unnecessary baggage. Ooh, the storm is a teacher. You see, you start your journey, you think you need all this. Come on, somebody. And you think you need all these people on your ship. Come on, somebody. You think you need all the luggage and all the stuff on the ship. But the storm says, hey, you can't get to your destiny with all of that. And so while the storm was raging on, they had to make some decisions. We need to get that out of our boat. It's amazing that the storm is a teacher. A, the storm is a way to provoke character for you to handle where you're headed. The storm is a place of revelation, a place of understanding, a place of understanding who you are in God. That you're not defined by where you came from, but you're defined by the God, God's hand that's on your life. Storm is a teacher. I don't know about you, and you may call me crazy for this, but I've learned to thank God for the storm. Uh, no, I'm, I'm serious. I'm serious. I've, I've learned, I've learned to, to just shout in the rain. Uh, when, when the storm starts brewing, I just start getting excited because I know on the other side of this, it's a greater dimension. On the other side of this, there's a new anointing. On the other side of this, the devil's going to wish a storm never came into my life because when I come out of this storm, I'm coming back out of it with double. I'm coming out of it with the smile. I'm coming out of it with the victory. And the devil's going to say, I wish I never would have brought that storm in their life because now you just prepared me for the next dimension. You just prepared me for the new level. Come on, somebody. Come on, I was written before the storm. Now I'm owning after the storm. Y'all not hearing me. I came in as a slave before the storm. Now I'm coming in as a master after the storm. I'm coming back with more. 
Amen. Everyone talks about the storm, and we know what the storm does. The storm arose, and when this storm arose, everyone was fearful that they were going to die. But Paul said, no, you're not going to die because an angel spoke to me. And this angel spoke to me and said, you must be brought before Caesar. My goodness. What Paul said is, listen, I can't die in the storm. I still got a destiny. Hell can't kill me because I still haven't accomplished everything God called me to accomplish. There's still some stuff for me to get done. And so I cannot die in this ship in this storm because there's still some things that I've yet to do. God said I was going to be the head and not the tail. So as long as I'm the tail, I cannot die yet. I gotta come. I can only die when I have fulfilled what God said I would fulfill. Take me when I'm done. Come on, somebody. I fought a good fight. Come on. I finished my course. I kept the faith. God can't take me until I finish my course. I said, God can't take me till I finish my course. The devil can't kill me until I finish my course. I'm going to finish. He that has begun a good work and you shall perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. And if you're living with some unfulfilled promises and dreams in your life, there's nothing that hell can do to destroy you. You must go before Caesar. Let the storm come. Let the boat crash. I'm going to survive because I got a destiny. said an angel in the storm I saw an angel before the storm I didn't see an angel but in the storm I saw an angelic host my goodness I got a glimpse of the supernatural in the storm my eyes wasn't really attuned to angels before the storm but somewhere in the storm when the rain was all over me and the hailstorm hit me and and wind was getting in my eyes and it was why I was doing my eyes like that I saw an angel when I was blinking thinking I was going to die I saw the supernatural I didn't see the supernatural when everything was going good but the the miracles happen where problems are you got to hear what I'm saying there's no need for a miracle without a problem but there's something about the problem that paves the way for the miracle and it's when God interrupts when all hell is supposed to take you under but God puts his hand on you and said you come on up a little higher rejoice not against me oh mine enemy for when I fall I shall arise and though I sit in darkness the Lord shall be a light has anybody ever had the supernatural in a storm Can you clap your hands if you've ever witnessed the supernatural in the middle of the storm? I was supposed to die, but I'm alive. Thank God for the supernatural in the middle of a storm. The storm was supposed to take my whole family under, but I thank God I got a glimpse of the supernatural that it kept me alive. I was supposed to drown, but by the grace of God, an angel came by me and lifted me. Amen, amen. The storm, the storm, it's when he saw the angel. He thought he was going to die. And yes, the storm is a teacher. And yes, the storm brings revelation. And we see this with Peter understanding that Jesus is the great I am in the storm. We talk about, we've talked about the storm, but no one talks about the repercussions after the storm. We talk about the storm. We talk about managing the storm. We talk about staying faithful in the storm. But no one talks about managing the consequences after the storm. Uh, after the winds stop. After the, 
everything is, is, is better. No one talks about how to build your life after a storm has tried to wreck your life. We talk about holding on to the faith. We talk about just hold on, God's going to get you through. But as soon as you get through, we don't talk about how to manage the shipwreck. Because after the storm is the shipwreck. Woo. And the shipwreck, that's what people have a lot of issues with. Because the first thing that happened after the shipwreck is that they didn't try to build that boat again. They managed the loss. My word. When, when there's something in the storm that you started with, but then when you end, it's, it doesn't make it through, that you've got to learn to manage the losses. My goodness, nobody talks about that. We just say, God's going to give you back double. And yeah, it's, it's coming, but, but my God, i got to get through some stuff right now. Yeah, because this ain't exactly how I envision my life going. When I started my journey in the boat, I saw me going straight to Rome in the same boat but the storm caused me to be shipwrecked where what I started my journey with uh, because of the storm I'm now broken and the Bible says that after the storm that the only way for them to get to the island on the way to destiny was that the, the storm broke the ship apart. Listen, and in Acts 27, 44, it says, and the rest, some on boards and some on broken pieces of the ship. And so it came to pass that they escaped all safe to land. That what they came on was whole, but by the time they got to where they needed to be, it was broken. But they got to their destiny, here it is, on the broken pieces of the ship. Oh my goodness. See, hell can never destroy the whole ship. He got to leave some pieces behind. And the brokenness uh, is still going to get me to where I need to go. I'm going to preach right now. I didn't start my journey like this. I didn't know I would lose this much. I didn't know I would be this broken. But even on the little shards of the ship, the little pieces of the brokenness, I'm still holding on and I'm floating. And it's still going to bring me to safety. Who am I preaching to in this place? I shouldn't have survived it, but the brokenness is still going to get me there. I may be broken. I may get there with tears. I may get there depressed. I may get there sick in my body, but I'm going to get there. Because even in my brokenness, it's sufficient to bring me to safety. Uh, you started your journey of life on, on, on a nice boat. Come on, somebody. 
you had a nice boat it was nice you started your walk with God and it was nice you got your boat together come on somebody and I look at this new boat this is my salvation boat I've been saved and sanctified look at this nice boat it's nice oh my goodness got the family come on the boat we're going to New Jerusalem we're going to heaven now look at this beautiful boat I've been called out I've been called out this is a uh, this is a new day I'm a new creature in the name of my boat it's it's the church it's beautiful it's powerful it's amazing but somewhere on the journey of life when a storm hits you oh my goodness and everything you started your journey with God with is now at stake come on somebody and now the the storm breaks the boat in pieces that you came on and it's easy to say you know what let me just go ahead and drown because I thought that I was going to make it whole I didn't know I was going to make it to my destination broken you're going to get there but you're going to get there broken you're going to get where God called you to be but you're going to get there broken you're not going to get there where, where you act like it's you and your flesh that got you there you're going to get there dependent you're going to get there dependent on Jesus and the only reason I didn't drown is that God kept me afloat on a little piece of this boat I didn't know it was going to you ever, you ever had God give you a word and you, uh, you envision yourself pulling safety, safely into the harbor? <laughs> you ever had a dream and a destiny and you envision that people are waiting on you when you arrive? Hey, he's here. And you're on the boat and you're just like, yes, thank you. Yes, let's land here. This is my destination. Thank you. He's like, hey guys, how are y'all? Hey, welcome. That's how we think is going to happen. I, I'm glad that God doesn't tell us the whole journey it takes to get to the destiny. Because if he would have told us, we would have quit. When God told me that I would preach, my gospel, preach his gospel to the nations, Paul called it my gospel. When, when God told me that he was going to, that I was going to preach his gospel to the nations. He didn't show me the journey. He just showed me the first step. He said, take this first step and uh, give up, give up basketball and we'll, we'll figure out the rest. I said, okay, give up basketball. All right, it's done. And then it's like, okay, now step into all this hell. <laughs> if he'd have showed me all the hell, I'd have been like, you know what, let me do a few more years <laughs> on the basketball court. <laughs> right? But he shows me the first step. I do the first step. I be. He goes, yeah, then now you, got, now you got to do this. And then I obey that. And then now you got to do this. Then I obey that. And, but if he'd have showed me everything, ooh, I'd have been like, God, just let me, you know, let me retire let me retire as a basketball player and, you know, we figure if you still want me in 15 years, you know, I'm willing. I'm serious. Thank God he only shows it in stages because you can't handle all of it. Whew, if he'd have showed me everything, whew, if he'd have showed me that, I'd have just, listen, Lord, this. I'd be, I'd be like, here they are, send them. Instead of send me, I'll go. I'll send them. They'll go. He never shows you the shipwreck. 
He doesn't show you the shipwreck or the storm. He keeps you focused on Rome. You just get there. We envision, I thought that I would get to my destiny in like this nice boat. It's like, oh, thanks for the boat. And God's like grinning while he's, you know, it's like, here you go. Like, why are you laughing, Lord? It's like, no. He's like, like, I can't wait for this. I can't wait for them to see my boat at my destiny, my destination. I can't wait for everybody to see my boat. They're going to be like, man, that's a nice boat. I didn't envision myself with one little piece of the boat. <laughs> it's like, can I talk to somebody? You're going to get there. It's just going to get there differently than you thought you would get there. The fact is that you got there. And you may be broken right now, but do not disqualify yourself from your destiny just because you're broken. Because the brokenness is sufficient to get you where you need to be. Don't disqualify yourself because you may have lost a little bit of joy on the journey. Come on, somebody. You started the journey like, anything is possible. Let's go. Let's go, devil. You want some of this? By the time you get to your destiny, you just It's a different joy. Ooh, it's not like the it's not the youthful joy. You know, the youthful joy is an innocent joy. It's a don't know the hell coming joy. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth? And and it's what those is what those writers and historians say concerning the church. They say that you have to pray. Actually, it was a guy named J.H. Jowett who who wrote a book about ministry. He said we have to pray for for those youth in ministry look what he said because they get a dream from god and when they get a dream they become disillusioned whenever they encounter hell and they think the dream is just supposed to happen without adversity and so they get this adversity and they begin to question the reality of the dream and so in youth, you, when you're youthful, you think that you're just going to get there and everybody's just going to clap for you. It's like, hey, yes, you're great. And I was like, hey, we're going to kill you. That's, I'm talking real life. There's, 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 there's devils on the top of that mountain doing push-ups waiting on you. <laughs> He's getting closer. He's getting closer. They're exercising. There is there is something about dominion, y'all. There is something about dominion. Jesus couldn't reach his his destiny until he bled. You can't get to a resurrection without scars. <laughs> what do you think this is? There is no need for resurrection. Is there if there is no death? Death precedes resurrection. Death precedes revival. But we didn't think it would look like that. The Bible says that there would be no beauty in him that we should desire him. They mangled his body so bad he was unrecognizable. 
That's one of the reasons why Peter said, ah, when he saw him, I don't know him. I, I, I like to remember him on the Mount of Transfiguration. I like to remember him teaching and preaching with power. But when I see his eyes swollen and his body mangled and his, and his body ripped open, I don't know the man. I didn't know destiny looked like that. But that's what destiny looks like. But I come to preach to you, if that's what you look like right now, you're not disqualified from destiny. You are positioned for a resurrection. You are positioned for a new anointing. You are positioned for great. I wish someone would clap their hands if you believe that there's something great that's coming out of this. You're not defined by the hell. You're not defined by the shipwreck. You're not defined by the storm. I'm telling you, you're coming out of this greater. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I'm telling somebody that's listening right now that you you're broken but you're broken after the storm we talk about how to get through in the storm we talk about holding on to your integrity but what do you do when you hold on to your integrity in the storm but you're still left with broken pieces my god have mercy what do you do when you respond right in the storm but you're still the one left with the short end of the stick what do you do when you keep your character and you love and you do you have grace toward everybody but you're still the one left with the smallest piece of the ship I'm trying to preach to you you're still gonna get there you may get there by yourself but you're gonna get there you may get there crying but you're gonna get there you may get there hurting but you're gonna get there you're gonna become everything you're gonna become everything that God called you to become you're gonna get there it just looks differently Everything becomes smaller. What do they say? Uh, even, even your crew becomes smaller. Come on, somebody. You see, there's some people that they started on your boat. Come on now. But when the waves get crazy, they're like, look, peace out. I'm out. I'm, where the lifeboat's at? What a life jacket at? I didn't sign up for all this. <laughs> this is a lot of hell. Come on, you know, you can see the crew, the crew talking on the boat. Like, this, this is a lot of hell, huh? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You sure you want to go to Rome with Paul? Uh, looking kind of crazy out there. Yeah, they, they talking about where the life jacket at. They're like, where the life jacket at? Like, yeah, we got it hidden in the bottom. Yeah, yeah, you go distract them. <laughs> you, you go, we, we, we're, we're, we're trying to manage our exit. <laughs> we need to come up with a new exit strategy. So you go talk to them and just smile and shake their hand. Hey, hi, Paul, you're awesome. You're awesome. Look, 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 under the boat, getting all the life jackets. You know those little cartoons where they're doing the tiptoeing? Don't be surprised when you're on the road to destiny that the crew becomes a little smaller. It's a part of it. Don't get bitter. Don't get mad. You just love them and move on. You, you can't put your energy on the people that hurt you or left you because you need that energy to hold on to that piece of the ship. Hey, hey if you look back while you're holding that piece, come on, somebody. You're holding that piece of the board and you try to look back like, like you love... 
God said, you need all your energy holding on going forward. He said, let the past be the past. I got to get where I'm headed. Let the past, come on, I'm forgetting those things which are behind and I'm reaching forth into those things which are before. Paul, before the storm, Paul was trying to be set up they were setting up Paul the Pharisees were setting up Paul to try to destroy him after the storm Paul is welcomed by by barbaric people it's amazing how the storm will help you fit in with anybody my man's making friends with the barbarians and the word barbarian, it literally, it, it literally means someone that doesn't speak Greek, meaning they don't have a native tongue. They, they can't even talk to each other. They're just, they just being nice. It's, it's, it's amazing how, how the storm gives you the ability to connect to anybody. It's amazing how we all become relatable after the storm. Like before the storm, like sometimes we act like, like, like I don't understand. Why are they crying all the time? Come on, get over it. Come on, get over it. It ain't that bad. Get over it. Get, after you go through the storm and you better survive, you're like, I get it. I get it. I get it. A smile is the same in every language. And a tear is the same in every language. There's something about joy and pain that is so relatable across every culture. It transcends every culture. So God sometimes will allow you to be touched with the feeling of people's infirmities that you might have compassion because that compassion is needed for where you're headed. The compassion is going to increase your influence. The pain is going to increase your power. Everything is going to change after the storm. Just because you have broken pieces, it doesn't mean the storm is still going on. I'm going to help somebody. See, some people, while they're managing the brokenness, they feel like the storm is still raging. Because you're now you're trying to just recover the little that you have left. But I've come to speak to someone in the Holy Ghost. Your storm has been over. I'm in the Holy Ghost right now. I'm in the Holy Ghost. Your storm has been over. But you have been interpreting the hard work of picking up the pieces of the ship as the storm still raging. You're working harder after the storm, but you're building something. I don't know. It says that he gathered sticks to make a fire. Who knows? He probably put broken pieces of that ship into the fire, the wood, to warm him. Oh, my goodness. Just use your brokenness as fresh fuel. Oh. Just use what was meant to break you 
as fresh fuel to get where God has promised you in destiny. Yeah, I'm gathering sticks. I'm gathering sticks. The fire's going down. What we got? Oh, I got a piece, some pieces of the ship left. Go get it. This is what I came in on. I'm going to throw it in the fire. Where it warms me and warms others. My brokenness is not just about me. It's about my family. It's about helping my family. It's about, it's about the fire of God falling upon my family, falling upon my future, falling upon everything that's connected to me, falling upon my community. I didn't start my journey this way, but I'm just going to use whatever I have to build a fire. I'm going to use what I have. It's amazing. Fresh after a storm, if all this hell surviving off the broken pieces, watch this, and the first thing we see Paul doing is building. Building a fire. I don't know about you, but after I've gone through hell, after the storm, I just want to take a break. I want to take a nap. Come on, somebody. Listen, we survive. The first thing he did is, all right, let's, let's build a fire. I'm going to start building. And as long as I'm building, nothing that arises against me while I'm building can destroy me. Just keep building. Just keep building. I know, I know you thought you would be further along in your life. You made investments for 30 years and then left with just broken pieces. But I'm coming to tell you, keep building. Keep building. Because after the storm, there's healing coming after the storm. After the storm, there's power coming after the storm. After the storm, there's influence coming after the storm. I'm trying to preach to somebody, your storm has been over. Now you just have to manage the losses. Now you just have to manage it. See, see, in the, in the storm, there's different enemies in the storm and then in, in your destiny. You see, in the storm, you have to worry about the wind and the waves. In your destiny, you have to worry about the vipers. It's a different thing. You fight different battles. Ooh, are you getting what I'm saying? But as long as I'm on the journey, you see, the storm couldn't kill him because he was headed toward Rome. And the viper couldn't kill him because he was headed toward Rome. Nothing can stop you from getting where God has ordained you to go. Just keep going forward. If you can't run forward, walk forward. If you can't walk forward, crawl forward. If you can't crawl forward, inch forward. If you can't inch forward, speak forward. If you can't speak forward, think forward. Whatever you do, don't stop going. Come on, everybody stand to your feet and clap your hands to the Lord. Musicians can come. Come on, clap those hands unto the Lord. Come on, clap your hands unto the Lord right now. Come on, if you've gone through a storm and you have survived, can you just clap your hands and worship him for a moment? Somebody just needs to thank God that you're still here. 
Somebody needs to thank God that I may, be, I, I may be broken, but I'm still here. I may be broken, but I'm still here. I may have cried a lot, but I'm still here. I may have gone through a storm, but I'm still here. Ah. Hallelujah. 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 Just, just because you're broken... It doesn't mean you've lost value. Many times, sometimes your brokenness is what increases the value. When you go to those museums, I've been to the Louvre Museum in Paris. And a lot of the statues and things that were made... It's very rare to find a completed work. A lot of it's broken. But it's increased in value. Not because of how long or how old it is. But because of who made it. So you don't even see the whole part of the body on the statue. You just say, Michelangelo made that. And it's broken, but it's creator. It's what gives it value. Oh, my God. My God. You may have come here today in pieces, but it's who made you is what brings you value. It's not about how old you are or how young you are. You may have come in broken in pieces, but you have been made by a master creator, a master artist, a master sculptor, and it's who made you. It's what makes your brokenness valuable. Some of the most expensive, expensive pieces of art are those pieces where they broke a bunch of pieces of shards of glass. Red glass and orange glass and whatever the pieces. They broke it up. They said, I'm about to build, a, I'm about to make an amazing artwork. They take a hammer to a glass and break it in pieces. And then they bring all the broken pieces together. And it starts bending it and positioning all the broken pieces just right. So it could show a beautiful masterpiece. There can still be a masterpiece that comes out of your brokenness. After the storm, you just got to see things differently. You thought it would just be a whole beautiful masterpiece in its whole, but the value increases after the broken season. You have been created by God. Don't ever underestimate your value just because you've been through a shipwreck, just because you've been through a storm. You're going to get where God needs you to be. This is just a part of the journey. 
everyone from the front to the back, I want you to come forward. We're going to have a time of prayer before we go. But I want you to make a decision that I'm going to hold on to God in the storm and I'm going to trust God with the broken pieces after the storm. I'm going to trust that he can still get me where I need to be after 